0: Hello, this is Wando. You're
1: listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. The timber on the second one. It had more care. I the first one was more exciting, so I don't know I took a day. <laughs> None of this could be heard anymore. <laughs> Going in kind of loud. Really? Yeah. What what are you playing?
2: You know what I want to say. Sorry, I'm breaking. <laughs> no, that's They'll all know by the time they do this anyway. Johnny Thunder is the first. Oh, okay. What I can.
1: I'm going to tell you something you did recently that made me happier than anything you've ever put on paper, Oh geez. Mr. Hartman. Yeah? Yes, we'll get into it much later, but you made my day almost my week. Okay. <laughs> I'm very easy to please. It was a simple <laughs> Facebook thing you put up, but, man, it just made me happy. We'll talk about okay. it later. Okay, Straight from the mothership, it's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 370, and I'm Vince B. You are
2: Vince B. I am David A. Price. I'm very happy, David A. Price. That's a switch. It is a switch, right?
1: You're alluding to the DC Yeah, we actually blame I'm,
2: DC for making me happy.
1: I'm happy as well. And if that wasn't enough. We have guests this week. The the boy could not be with us for whatever yeah. reason. I don't I wasn't even paying attention. So, we secured a very formidable intellect and her husband to join us this week. Uh, Karina Becko is here and Gabriel Hardman. Hello. Hello. And they are going to talk about many 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 things.
0: Look, we'll talk about whatever you guys want. <laughs> We're not going to be <laughs> we- difficult. This is a oh, return so for you guys, so you know where that can go.
3: <laughs> <That's>
0: just,
1: <laughs> let's just play it by ear. So how have you been? It's been at least a year since you've uh, joined us. Right correct?
4: Wow. Yeah. Thanks. It's been that long? No, I
2: don't huh. think it's been that long. but yeah, I think it's been that long. It's probably been that long. Yeah, it seems I thought it was like... after Heroes.
3: It's been heroes? Long? <laughs> well, I mean, that long? It's been a few tomorrow,
2: weeks. Probably. No, it's not tomorrow. Thank God, because I... Not packed, but it's, it's not, um, it's, it's in another, it's in about two and a half, three weeks.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, pretty soon. Pretty close then. Pretty it's close.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, we've been, yeah, we've been doing a lot. I mean, I, I don't think we, I'm pretty sure we had not even, uh, you know, put together the deal to do Invisible Republic and everything at that point, you know, and the, um, or, or started any of this image stuff. Uh, so, uh, you know, we, we've, that's, that's all we've been focused on and well not all we've been focused on but um, an enormous amount of what we've been focused on and and it's an enormous amount of work uh to put one of these books out uh basically you know ourselves every month and uh but it's it's very rewarding i it, it's uh, I, i've actually loved doing it and really being in control of the whole thing
1: nice we'll get into it much more later but whatever cut you're giving to uh jordan boyd uh the, the, I think the man is worth his weight in gold. The colors on this book
0: Absolutely.
1: are amazing. He's been doing an
0: amazing job, and I, yeah. you know, and luckily we've been able to,
3: uh,
0: you know, uh, work together for uh, on on several like little freelance jobs leading up to this, so we could really be in sync. For uh, you know, we can get somebody else to pay for uh, getting us in sync as we, you know, before we launch the book.
1: That's really smart. I, I wouldn't have thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, So if you would um, like to get in on, in on the Invisible Republic, and you should, you can get it from our sponsor at Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get Invisible Republic and all your other favorite funny books and collectibles at huge discounts. Now, this is the last time you're going to hear these uh, specials because they will cycle over with the new previews, but from Image, you can get Mark Miller and Sean Murphy's Chrononauts Trade Paperback Volume 1 for half the cover price at DCBS you will only pay $4.99 that's insane for that quality material from Valiant it's the book of death number one Robert Venditti's writing it Robert Gill and Doug Braithwaite are serving up the visuals and again 50% off you can get it for $1.99 last but not least don't break my heart you gotta order this book from IDW by James Stoko it's Godzilla in Hell. Oh yeah. Funny. Seriously. For 3.99 cover price, but that's not what you can get it for. You can get it for $1.99. They do not mind late orders or order editions at dcbservice.com and you get your book delivered right to your door. What could be easier? I don't know. Do it. Go there. They are the best. It's true.
0: Yeah, it is. That Godzilla books going to be a lot of fun. Oh, he's he's insane. And it's yeah, it's like an anthology type book, right? I mean, of sorts. Like different people are doing each one, right? I'm not sure. I think it's all stoker. Nah, I don't think so. I think <laughs> I have inside <laughs> information. I think you're wrong. Oh, you do? Damn. But it's, it's, okay, it's probably just out
1: there. I, don't, I have no idea. But right. Have you heard anything about Devil Man? Because I saw preview images, and I swear I saw Devil Man in the background. I have no idea. I don't
0: know if that. Okay, you don't know that. Is. What
1: about Kazuki? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Way to ruin the book from the first issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Godzuki in hell? You don't want that?
1: If he's being tortured, okay. Ugh. And, and throw in, um, what was the, the little scooby-doo? Scrappy-doo. Throw him in, too, while we're at
3: Scrappy-Doo.
1: it. Do. Take <laughs> care of all the unnecessary sidekicks.
0: Poor little guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's do the drink roll call. What you got? Well, I wanted yeah. to keep my faculties this week. Oh, jeez. Because, you know, our guests always bring the smarts, so I wanted to make sure I was at least somewhere in the zone. I'm just drinking water. Just plain old H two O.
0: Wow. Yeah. What about our lovely guests? I am drinking coffee. Black oh, coffee.
3: Yes.
1: Excellent. Without I fail.
3: love
4: I am drinking coffee with cream, but it's Pinon coffee. <laughs> so it's a slightly fancy coffee. <laughs> yes.
1: This is great. Oh,
2: and maybe I should go get some water.
1: What are you drinking, David? Let me guess. I'm, I'm just going to try my hand at this. Um, it is wine.
2: It is wine. Good. Good, good, good job. Good job. It is, um, something, no, it's something new. Uh, Luzon Verde. It is a red wine from Spain and that is all it, it's a hundred percent Monastro. So I figured I'd give it a shot. It ain't too bad actually. But it is a government warning that uh, alcoholic beverages impairs your ability to drive a car or operate machinery and may cause health problems. So I'm fucked.
0: Not
1: heard you know that
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm stunned. That should be self-evident. Like, should they really have to put that? On yes. The yeah. <laughs> Sadly, same, same thing with McDonald's, and you know, your coffee may be hot.
1: Yeah, it's true.
2: I read a story about
1: that woman. That actually never happened the way it happened uh the way it's been like the urban legend surrounding that incident actually didn't happen that way and she she's been suffering from the uh scorn and derision like ever since wow mm-hmm.
4: yeah, I read that too. I thought that was yeah. that was interesting it was you have to almost feel bad for her
1: you know? A- yeah, in a way well, <laughs> like you get your yeah. cr- your crotch all burned out at McDonald's <laughs> you have to suffer for the rest of your life. All right, let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Invisible Republic. I was really surprised at this series. Um it's it's different. Okay? In in a very good way. <laughs> and I I said this to the guys um, off microphone because I didn't want it to be taken as a as a, a jab, but so so hear me out. I think it's the Dennis Miller of the image line. What is that? Mean? It's it's really <laughs> smart. And, and it's the, the concerns within the narrative are are very much not in tune with the rest of the image books. You know what I mean? It's, it's tastefully done. It, it doesn't succumb to a lot of the lowbrow stuff that, I mean, this is sounding like I hate image. It's not true at all. But what I'm saying is it's, it's, as each issue is released, it seems like a classic in the making to me. I'm not give, I'm not glad handing you guys at all. It just—it it seems like a
0: big story. It, it is definitely a big story, yeah, and um, and it's something that uh, that I think that I mean as to it being out of step with other image books or anything else, really. I like—I don't think we even quite know or can see that, you know. It's—it's it's really just that we're telling the story that we really want to tell, and mm-hmm. we're um, you know and it. I mean, if if you say that uh, I or Karina and I are out of step with uh, you know with with the comics culture, I don't think that's going to come as a big surprise, uh, <laughs> right?
1: And that's know? not necessarily a bad <laughs> right. thing either. I'm out of step it, with
0: all cultures, you know. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to pretend like we're not. You know, I mean, but that, like, I think it's good. really. I mean, uh, is. Isn't the thing we're supposed to be doing in comics, though, telling, you know, telling individual stories because this is a medium where you can, you know, where right. this is a place where you can, you know, you could. It doesn't take a hundred million dollars to tell this thing. It, it's it's, uh you know, we we write it. I draw it. Jordan colors it. Dylan Todd, you know, uh, you know, puts it together and we put it out. You know, we're the only four people who work on the book, you know. So like it it's you know, you can. Strip away a lot of, you know, there, there's no, you know, there's no writer's room or bureaucracy or, you know, or, or all, you know, uh, you know, corporate management or whatever, you know, we're, we're just very directly telling the story that we want to tell. So I would hope that it would be different than other stuff and, you know, be sort of individual. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't think we have the perspective to see that or not. We're not. We're not setting out to do something different than anybody else. We're just yeah, setting I out to tell the this story. This
4: is just what like happens that. when you put what both of us are interested in both together and separately and mix it up, and it comes out as this pretty dearly.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oblique and bleak science fiction book, you know, but, uh, but I mean, that said, you know, for all the, you know, the talk of it being smart or whatever, there's pulpy shit in it and action and, you know, uh, and it's not like there's not. And certainly, you know, certainly there's quite a bit of it in the third issue that came out today.
1: Right. Well, you also, both of you don't succumb to the pitfalls of, the medium, uh, as exploited by you know other publishers, um, the uh, the female lead is not scantily clad, you know you, you know what I mean. You avoid a lot of the things we you know complain about.
0: I guess I mean well, or that you revel in but uh, I right. do
1: yes, but I mean we as a, <laughs> a, a commercial culture, culture <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, but I think that the the thing is that uh, you know, and as you'll you know, as you'll hear later in this, when Karina talks about writing Vampirella versus aliens, this is not like something that we're, you know, uh, it's, it's not like we're, uh, uh, you know, we're not reacting to anything like that. I mean, a, a lot of this is down to just, you know, wanting it to just feel like a very relatable world. And, you know, these, the people in it dress shitty and unfashionably. And, you know, the, um, and it's a, you know, it's a very lived in world and, you know, uh, and, you know, and kind of a, uh, a, you know, sort of desperate world. It's not, it's not a dystopia because I, I don't, I think that all that, that kind of, you know, uh, idea of that, that there's a, that there's a dystopia versus, uh, I mean, and the, the, like, like the polar, the only two things you can have are a dystopia and a utopia. This is just absurdity. we don't live in that, you know, they just li- the people in the book just live in, you, you know, sure kind of a we crummy don't live world. In a What's that?
4: Are you sure we don't live in a dystopia? Would yeah, we just- well,
0: exactly. I mean, it's it's closer to just where we live in, you know, and you know the the kind of world we live in, and um, you know, and just the people live in a kind of shitty, difficult times, you know, and the uh, and and having to deal with it. And, um, but like, yeah, no, I mean, I think that it's, uh, I'm not, I don't know, like, as as far as the tasteful thing goes, I don't really know. I like, I, I, I feel like the, um, you know, where we start the story isn't, you know, where you start any story isn't necessarily where you're going with a story. And there, you know, and there's, you know, we're, especially in the second arc, I mean, we're going to be heading into stuff with, you know, sex and nudity and, you know, more, uh, you know, uh, less tasteful things, probably. <laughs> okay, alright.
1: It just, it, it feels very, and this is a, a complete compliment, it feels very Ridley Scott to me, parts
2: of oh, it. Oh, definitely. Right. <laughs> sure.
1: Where, where, yeah. Where, where, yeah. where, I mean, good, good Ridley Scott, where y- you have the somewhat time-worn, um, plot, uh, developments but they're presented in a way that makes them feel fresh and unique and the just the whole um the setting is very knowing both of you the setting is very much in tune with both of your likes and dislikes and and your tastes in in a whole bunch of things so it's it's a very idiosyncratic book and i and and i appreciate that why would you do it any other
0: way
4: well i I mean i think i don't think it's possible for us to do it a different way (laughs) Yeah right.
0: and I I think that it's you know a, a lot of this is about the you know playing with the formalism you know of making comics you know it's it's about uh it, it it's about the way that we tell the story you know and mm-hmm. it's about the way that we reveal things and how uh you know and how we uh you know how we tell you about these characters and you know their, their world, but them in particular, I mean, it's a book about these people and the, you know, and how, uh, you know, how the little things they did had a, had a big effect on, on the history of their world and how these kind of, you know, what, um, you know, in any other circumstance, just amount to kind of nobody's, uh, you know, made this enormous change in things and whether it was for better or worse, or a little both is, uh, is really something, you know, that that you find out over the course of it. And um and I, I just think that uh it's it's it is about how we reveal those things to you though. It is about the the formal aspects of telling a story in a lot of ways.
1: Well oh, I, I love the last page of the third issue. And and I think that's the stinger that uh correct me if I'm wrong, that you were building to for, from issue one is where Maya says, I'm invisible.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that 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 is very much about, you know, where she starts to become, you know, her own person that, you know, takes us someplace very different with her.
1: Mm -hmm. So what is the conceived length? uh, I mean, I don't even know if you have one, but do you see this running for 20, 30, 40 years? What's the duration?
0: I think our ideal thing is about 30 issues, you know, if if we can do that, if we can pull it off. Uh, I mean, we do that... have
4: an endpoint, but it's quite a ways down the line.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's always something that we'd intended to, you know, we we know where it's going. You know, it's not a it, it's not just a uh, an ongoing series where, you know, something will, you know, as it'll all come together. And then they'll be like, oh, no, but maybe we should uh, have another somewhat lesser adventure. You know, it, it'll uh it, it's. You know, it, there's a definite arc to it, and it's, it's some, it, we're going a place with it. So, uh, you know, it could be a little longer, it could be a little shorter, depending on how things go, but, you know. Ideally around 30 issues, I think.
1: I'm enjoying the pacing. You, you, you're giving these characters time to sink in. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, it's, uh, this is, uh, just something that we like. I mean, I think in a, in a way it's, you know, it's, you're always kind of fighting up against the single issue thing. And the, you know, uh, and I, I can't, I mean, which I think is a, uh, it's a challenge for, uh, you know, for putting the books out is to, to do single issues. But I mean, I think that the, uh, I, I mean, I certainly, I would prefer to do the things uh, to, to tell the story in sort of graphic novel length things. I mean, I'm, I'm a little less, uh, um, enthusiastic about single issues and just you know but uh you know but i think that it's a it's a challenge to do it too and here's the thing we're just telling exactly the, we're doing exactly the book we want to do and if other people uh dig it then great you know they can come along with us and and the we've gotten really good response so uh, you know there certainly are
2: excellent the uh it's with the third issue i think i really took the th- I was reading it this afternoon and, and I just, I took my time with it and, and there was, there was, I guess, more action to a degree for me, but I was just, I, I took my time with it because of all of the detail you put in the backgrounds, Gabriel. I mean, where, when, um, when, uh, he's lost the person who stole his duffel bag in the crowd or even, even before that where, where he's hanging from from the air from the craft and and is is just you see everything behind him or under him i mean it, i can't imagine how how long it takes you to to actually that that, that is one of the questions i was going to have was was what is what is your schedule like when when do you guys actually sit down to work on invisible republic with everything else you have going on i mean is it two days on, three days off, it so whenever you can, I, I'm curious to know that aspect of, of putting this particular book together.
0: Well, we yes. try to I mean, in general, we try to do, uh, everything all like focus on one thing at a time, you know, okay. and not jump between projects. So, um, uh, and that um, way
4: lies madness
0: yeah (laughs) it's not it's not the way to do it you know um i mean you have to be in the world of something you got to focus on it you got to get you know uh you got to accomplish it and i um and i mean for me i uh you know it i i have been doing other things storyboard stuff uh you know out of necessity but um i uh you know i try to i i try to do if, if I'm only focused on comics, I try to do at least a page and a half a day sometimes two okay um you know occasionally three, which <laughs> is not so good that's, but that's, uh, that's
4: crazy though that's, yeah it's, not, it's ideal. not optimal i mean right. it's okay for the art looks beautiful, but I don't think it's optimal an optimal way to Lip. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not gonna,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do lesser stuff for doing that. You know, like I mean, the, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go with something that isn't any good. So it's not like I'm going to just crank out three pages in a day. If it, but if I, but if I have to, um, you know, I do try to really keep up a decent, um, you know, a decent level of quality
3: for everything.
1: I think it's apparent in in all of your work, but in issue 3 you could tell your 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 history um in the uh, with the cinema let's just say is is blazingly apparent to me when once they get under that bridge <laughs> yeah that that you decided to make the the bridge slatted yeah. to let, to let the light through that whole sequence as i'm reading i'm like you son of a bitch <laughs> because it, it the one panel uh, Specifically, when Croger grabs Maya's arm and it's, it's a, it's a, a wide horizontal. Ten, I think it spans, spans the, the, right, right, right. It spans the entire page. And I was just like, that, that's, the that's the panel right there. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I want, like, you know, all of those things are, um, like, in, everything is telling the story in a comic, you know, the, uh, it, it's not that the writer tells the story and then the artist il- illustrates it. Everything is telling the story and all, and the visuals are telling the story. And if, um, you know, it, and if you're, uh, you know, if you're, if you've trained yourself as a reader to just read the dialogue and skip past, you know, the visuals, you're not going to get anything out of this book, <laughs> you know, because it, because it's, it's, you know, all all of those parts are, uh, you know, are are about telling you something. And, um, and like, and I, I mean, I think this is a big, you know, uh, you know, a a lot of why I'm super interested in, um, you know, in drawing the stuff that, that, you know, not just writing, but, you know, but drawing the stuff that I write is, is because of wanting to be able to tell the story that way, tell every bit of the story and tell it in, you know, uh, and, you know, be, uh, be able to carry something with a look if the, um, you know, if, if the line of dialogue isn't needed or, uh, or to challenge, uh, the story to be able to hold up under, uh, you know, uh, them interacting, you know, through their acting and their, you know, uh, and their, you know, relatively subtle body language and stuff and ask the reader to come along with us and, uh, and, mm-hmm engage with the, uh, with the book in a way that, you know, maybe you wouldn't otherwise. I mean, I think that the, um, I, you know, what I don't love, um, really big, you know, uh, not, not, not in other people's stuff, but just as far as, as the work that I do, I don't, I don't, I want to, I always want to pull back and I always want to show the smallest amount that I need to show in order to get the idea across, uh, as far as the performances of the characters, you know, and um and if possible, like, uh you know, get across ideas that otherwise we would, you know, uh, you know, otherwise would be said or, you know, or, or expressed in the dialogue and get maybe get them across visually and hope and, you know, but the the thing is that, you know, the the reader is a participant in that, you know, and, and I think that that's that's the way art is engaging is if you're if you make somebody uh do a little bit of work along with you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you, the approach here is very different from your Marvel work. I mean, obviously, because you're more inclined to do the big panels and the, and the splash pages because you worked on Hulk. That is a character and a narrative that calls for that. Eh. Whereas this, it's it's a much more, it's a much different story.
0: Oh, I, yes and no, though. I don't know. I think you're kind of bringing preconceptions to that because there are big, uh you know, there are big action sequences in, uh in, especially in this third issue, there are big action sequences. There's, there's like a couple of splash pages, the, um, uh, and in Hulk, uh, I think that some of the best stuff that I did, uh, in Hulk was, um, uh, that, you know, there were scenes where, uh, you know, um. Uh, you know, like, uh, you know, a, 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 scene in maybe the first issue that I drew, that Jeff and I did, that I drew that, uh, um uh, with, uh, Banner just assert, trying to assert himself as being the Hulk. It's like, I'm the Hulk, mm. you know, while he's just a guy and kind of holding back anger, you know? I mean, like, uh, some of that stuff is, I think, is the better stuff in, in, you know, in that, even though I love doing the big fun action stuff as well. Right. You know. I mean. I. I don't know. I mean. I think that there. You know. A lot of comics are about preconceptions, and you know. And I don't. I don't know how great that is in a lot of ways.
1: I'm big on preconceptions. <laughs> I. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah.
0: So let me just insult you. Uh, that's
1: that's just, okay. You know, I didn't mean it that way. You know. No, I know. um One of the things um, that got me right from the get go, and it's the reason I made the the flub when I was referring to Arthur. Uh, your decision to to name one of your characters croger Bab
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, and i I the first time we went over uh, Invisible Republic when all of us were here, and I said, isn't that awesome that they they named the character croger Bab and Jason was like what yeah. like he, <laughs> well, he does not know this
0: is not this is not an obvious reference point for no, well, no, no. right <laughs> and it, you know and it's a little bit winky for us i suppose uh but but uh, it's, it's perfect right and with your yeah, i the guy is a you know uh you know the guy is really a bit of a fraud. You know he's a bit of a, mm-hmm. a, a, a like you know the the reporter. You know he he's not like he's not a great a reporter. A
4: huckster, I think. Huckster in a way.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I mean like and uh, you know some of that that plays into the uh, you know to the the exploitation reference with the you know bad the real oh, ones. Right. So, I mean, um, you know, and there, but there are a lot of references to things, th- you know, throughout it. But really, you know, and it's never, but it's never supposed to be something that you have to get or need to understand right. in order to understand anything. We would never do that. But then, you know, all through our Star Wars book, there are a million references to things. I mean, what, what if the, <laughs> um, uh, you know, there was a, uh, you know, a Imperial knight in, uh, in our Star Wars book that we named, uh, um, Yalta Val, is that right? Uh, and he, uh, and it's like, he's named after Val Luton, the, uh, movie producer, uh, 40s movie producer of Cat People when I Walked with Zombie. And Val Luton was born in Yalta. And like, the, you know, it's like just all, it, there's tons of stuff like that that's just for our amusement, you know. Right.
1: So is the Arthur McBride, um, a nod to Dylan?
0: Well, no, I mean, Arthur McBride is, uh, a, a traditional song. I mean, it's from right. the, you know it's from the the 1700s or something you know so i think it's irish yeah and it's come down. you know it's one of those traditional songs that's come down and there's a million different variations on it there's you know the kind of arthur mcbride version there's the recruiting soldier version but they're all sort of um you know uh rebellion songs anti-recruiting songs uh you know and um you know, and the 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 impetus for the book was taking that and just setting it in this uh this world, and then letting the events of it play out, and inflecting what who the characters were a little
1: more. Ah, interesting. So the Maya Reveron is completely lost on
0: me. There, um, yeah, there isn't a direct reference point there. Okay, well, there okay. is, but I'm not going to explain it. It's too. It doesn't. It, it's it's not like it. Uh, you're not going to get some other huge thing out of it by by okay. the Maya Reveron part.
1: <laughs> fair enough um so this as, uh, i i just i can't get the 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 world out of out of my mind when i'm reading this it is so uh, is it enveloping the, the right word it it's I like that. it's um it, it it just consumes me, especially the fact that the color shift
3: yeah. yes.
1: between, between the timelines. It's perfect. Yeah,
4: isn't that brilliant? He did such a brilliant job with that. Yeah.
1: And it, and it's so well, it's not simple, but uh, it's it's a basic shift in in we have the cool and the cold colors for the future, and the the, the past the is some back, yeah. somewhat somewhat warmer. Yeah. 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 And I, I just love it. And it's just it's it's easy to say, yeah, let's just do this hot and cold. But it, when you see it, it's it's at one time subtle, but it's also very powerful.
0: Right. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that it, uh, you know, these kind of really simple things, though, I mean, I think are important. Um you know, even the, you know, I mean, you know, the, the lettering is, uh, is slightly different, uh, in, uh, you know, from, you know, the, there's, there's no, you know, there's no borders on the balloons in the, uh, you know, in the present stuff. And, uh, you know, this is something I, I, I forgot in the, in the line of people, I, I forgot to mention, uh, our letter, uh, uh, Sylvester Casadero, who's been doing a great <laughs> job on that as well. What? Why are you laughing, Karina? I don't know. No reason.
4: <laughs>
1: Uh, and one uh, another thing of which, for which I'm very thankful, is you actually talk process, specific process, in in the in the back of the book. And I think this is not a dig or a slight against you, but I love how you're going far beyond your usual uh, to to actually be human. The, I'm reading, I'm reading the, I'm, reading the <laughs> I'm I'm reading the text,
2: and I'm like. This is really happy, hey, Gabriel. Hey, I, hey, I, I, we've what, seen him. We've hung out with him at conventions. This can't be. Yeah. I, think <laughs> I, I think it's Karina just writing both
0: Vince, parts. Vince has never hung out with me because he just kind of comes and lurks around the table for a little while and never actually sees us it's outside so the wall.
1: <laughs> but um, you get really specific where uh, you say what kind of brushes you use, um what kind of ink. Uh, the micron pens and then you know uh, later photoshop i see jason latour kind of poo-pooed me when i asked him you know uh let me let me in on the process what do you see i use anything that'll give me the line i want well that's great that you can eke out the line you want from you know a bloody stump but i i like to see what um my my favorite artists what, what tools they use to get these results and and i thank you for being very specific i
0: mean i think that that that's also you know i mean i i agree with him in a certain way because i do use a lot of different stuff and i mean obviously there's a lot of um i mean i i guess it may be hard to tell in the colored stage but there is a lot of uh texture and uh gray wash and you know uh, that i get through you know a, a whole lot of different tools and you know uh, sponges and just, uh, you know, mashing things around and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes charcoal and stuff. So like uh, there, there are a lot of different, you know, I do use a lot of different stuff, but I don't, I mean, on, on one hand, I feel like, uh, you know, like it ought to be a little bit of a mystery, but then if it's not a mystery, I'd rather just talk about it explicitly, you know? Right. And I mean, right. we, and also we just wanted it to be, I mean, for, uh, you know, rather than just feeling like, I mean, and this is nothing revolutionary, obviously, you know, uh, you know, Brubaker and them have been doing it since Criminal, but the, uh, but just we wanted it to feel like, uh, you know, it was, uh, Invisible Republic magazine, you know, uh, as much as anything where it has, you know, there's the, uh, you know, the, the comic is, uh, you know, is, is the feature and then there, are, uh, you know, the, the, the following articles, you know, that, um, you know, sort of relate to, to it. And it's a, it's a sort of magazine you can read rather than, uh, feeling like, you know, we're, I mean, the, in, with an image book, it's like you, all of those pages are yours, you know? So like, if I just put, you know, I, I can't, we kind of just felt like, well, why, why spend our pages on just advertising some other random book? You know, I mean, they'll just, they'll shove the ads in there if you don't, um, if you don't do anything with those pages, but we just felt like, well, this should be a really individual experience. If you're going to read it in issues, you know, I, I agree. It's it's a good way to do it. And also I was watching a thing with, uh, I was watching some old uh, video that had a, something with, uh, um, I think Saul Harrison, who was the publisher of oh, the, like in the seventies, maybe. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he was like, uh, talking about how this is something around the Superman movie from 78. And, uh, and he, he was like, uh, uh, in our our Superman magazine sell <laughs> uh, blah, blah, you know it 's like yeah, I want this to be invisible republic magazine
1: it's it 's kind of like a dVD um, supplemental feature to me, yeah, and yeah. jason doesn 't like yeah. those, but I, I love um, deeper insight into um, the creation of my favorite forms of art, so any any anything beyond the the main entity. Is is gold for me. Yeah. So the back pages, I love them. Keep doing. Them.
0: But I think that will. And although I think in the trade we're not going to have them in there because oh no, uh, Why should, well, the should, you trade you know, will be a
4: different I'm, a different experience though. That'll be right. you know reading the first chunk of it all at once, and it won't be the magazine experience. So right,
0: yeah, it'll be a book. You know, a book doesn't have extras in it. You know, uh, you don't read. You know, uh, um, I don't know what. You know, uh, and uh, you don't you don't read. I don't know, any novel and and just and have a bunch of extras shoved in the back of it, I don't think. I think that right. the book is a book, the magazine is a magazine. I'm going to call all single issue comics magazines from now on. So you gotta <laughs> get used
1: to it. Alert the media. Um, uh, from hovering over you at conventions, uh I have to say I'm a little bit jealous because the, the, the countless number of, of of marks that you've made on whatever uh, substrate for your, your storyboard work and your comics work, you're incredibly assured. Like when, when you want a gritty, ratty line, you just drag that whatever you're using across the page and you, you get it. And, and I'm, like I said, I'm extremely jealous of that. And as I'm going through Invisible Republic, I love texture. I love ratty lines. I lo- the, 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 the amount of variation in, in the marks you make, I think it's incredible. You should
4: say and, how much ink is all over the house.
1: Well, <laughs> that, that, that's awesome. See how, and I just have to say that I, I've rarely run into uh, anyone that, that is, is assured as you are when you're putting those, those marks on the paper how do you get to that point I, I i think i answered my own question those just those countless lines you've marked i think hours and
0: hours of work i mean i i but i um you know i've always felt like it it has to do with the storyboards only in that um i had i often have have to do this stuff so quickly i have no choice so um you know when uh, but i was very intimidated to ink my own stuff uh when uh you know when i came back to comics like you know whatever it is now Eight years, eight or nine years ago, eight years ago, maybe. And, uh, you know, and I, and because I had never inked anything professionally before, I'd been drawing some sto- you know, storyboards with brush pens, but, you know, but that, you know, there, there's no real standard of great drawing in storyboards. That's more about communicating. So like, um, when, uh, but, but I, you know, but I had worked with, uh, Bernie Wrightson on a movie. We, you know, hung out uh, like, went, uh, uh, you know, he was he was also doing boards on this movie. And it was before I'd come back and done any of this stuff. I was still kind of feeling like, ah oh, I'd really like to, but I don't know. And uh I'd had terrible, terrible experiences with inkers almost across the board, with the exception of a couple of good guys I'd worked with briefly um, when I did comics in the 90s. And uh, like and I just felt like I'm not doing that again. I'm not going to work with somebody who's just going to murder, you know, uh, the work that I put into it. And uh, you know, and Bernie was just like, nah, "You should just think your own stuff. It's just, even if it's raw, it's better." <laughs> you know, so uh, you know, so like I just felt like, well, if Bernie writes and tells me it's okay, then I, I think I'll do it. You know, I think, it'll be- I think it's a good reason. Yeah. Now,
1: do you have a, a set of well-worn brushes that? You've, uh, come to... No, uh, no,
0: it's not like Milton Kniff or something. Yeah, no, I, I thrash them over and over and over again and just buy new ones. i terrible. So you're,
1: you're, you're getting those marks with like, new brushes? Yeah. Relatively? Well, yeah, really i look, I don't take very
0: good care of them. <laughs> so, you know.
1: <sighs> I, sorry, it just boggles my mind. Um, it's just,
0: th- you just put, the, I, there's no other way to make a line but putting the pen on the paper. You know? You there, there is, it
1: is, but, but the, the, like the feathering and the, the, the gunk and the, it's just, it's, it's amazing it's how you shittiness. can get that.
0: It's just sloppy. Oh,
1: it. I, I beg to differ. I seriously <laughs> beg to differ. It, there's nothing shitty about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, where are we going with this? Yeah, I'm completely derailed. You, you bamboozled me. Well, you know,
0: we can just talk about whatever you like. It's your show. We're not going to, yes. we're not going to force you, you to do anything.
1: Alright, you mentioned something else. You mentioned, um another work you, you both have coming up. Let's talk about that a little.
0: What is it? You
1: tell me. You well, Corina is
0: writing, uh, you know, uh, Vampirella versus Aliens. So I have nothing to do yeah. with it apart from doing the covers.
1: Vampirella. Oh, please tell me more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's a tasteful Vampirella, so
1: watch out. <laughs> They're all tasteful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: so, tasteful if you, uh, like a lot of blood and, and, uh, Slime, maybe. That's yeah.
1: All right. uh, <laughs> what's what's the uh, the thrust of the story?
4: Well, it's um, basically it's a limited series. You know, it's between Dynamite and Dark Horse because they each have one of the characters. So it's uh, me and Javier Garcia Miranda, who draws amazing xenomorphs, and he's doing such a killer job with that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it looks fantastic. So basically. Um, we're on Mars. Vampirilla sent to uh, figure out what's going on with this installation that's found something very, very odd and uh, a lot of chaos ensues. But I'm actually really it's been so much fun to work on. I can't even tell you. Like, It's just so much fun to write Vampirella.
0: Yeah, she's actually had a lot of fun. <laughs> like I I'm all like kind of jealous about doing the alien stuff like I I love that stuff so much. And uh, and she's doing this super violent book. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> now are, are we keeping vampirella in the traditional costume or is she going to be in like a spacesuit
4: it's a little of both i mean okay certainly um you know there are those pods that people sleep in in alien so what are you going to wear in that except uh your traditional underwear so but also when you're running around under you know beneath the surface of mars you maybe need to wear something a little bit more uh <laughs> that covers a little more but um Actually, Javier is striking a really great balance. I think keeping her, you know, looking like she should look, but also not looking completely ridiculous.
0: Well, her outfit also gets ripped to shreds over the course of that, <laughs> so. that,
1: that, that That's okay. Now, do you agree with me? I've said it many times on the show. You know my penchant for nudity. I, I kind of like nudity, but when it comes to Vampirella, that's that's a no-no. Never. It's taboo. Because I, it, it's just like the old, the old, um, burlesque. It's the sizzle that sells Vampirella, not, not the nudity. Right, right. And, um, Jose Gonzalez did it once in the Warren run. Oh, really? He, he, yes, he drew her nude and, and it just looked wrong to me.
4: Yeah, it's sort of, uh, that, that actually kind of is funny because she's, she's basically a monster too, in a way. Mm-hmm. So you almost want to, Retain like she needs to have the agency to. I feel like to be, you know, she kind of owns that outfit. That's that's her thing, yes. and she's that's part of her you know, appeal. <laughs> so.
1: I was um, reading some old Warren issues the other day, and are you guys familiar with um, the adult magazine that they published at one time, nineteen eighty four? No. yes they they it was in competition with heavy metal when Mm. heavy metal came and hit big jim warren who was the opportunist we got to do something so they published uh it was fairly explicit much more explicit than the regular stuff like the creepy and the eerie and um jose gonzalez illustrated a story where um the female protagonists were depicted as was the case for the magazine nude and he just drew a brunette, and it was Vamprella. And, and she was naked all over the place. And, and even as a, as a teenager, I'm, I'm really thinking, this is just wrong. Yeah, I, 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 well, can't, I can't be subject to this.
0: Well, I mean, but it's also like, it's it's uh, it's like being a naked cosplayer. You're just a naked person.
3: Yeah, it's you kind of, You're just a lady, then. Yeah, you're just
1: a lady. But, right, but the facial features and the hairstyling, it, it was Vamprella. Right. And, um... I do have very few sacred cows, and Vampiro is one of them. <laughs>
4: well, All right,
3: justice.
4: Well, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> I promise that um, the way Javier is drawing her is fantastic. though. she looks great.
1: I can't wait. Uh, did you say it was a five issue miniseries?
4: Yeah, it's um, it's going oh, six,
1: to six it's... right? Six. Oh
4: wait, I'm sorry. I'm getting mixed. There's... I'm working on two things at once, and one's five and one's six. Yes, six.
1: Well, what is the other thing you're working on?
4: I can't say until Friday. <laughs>
1: oh, well, I can delay this episode a day.
4: <laughs> You'll just have to have me back on to talk about that one. Oh,
1: nice. <laughs> so, Gabriel, can you talk about any uh, film work you're doing currently, or is that
0: also... Um... Um, well, I did, I was actually, I was working on a movie um, for most of the beginning of this year that... um that I was really enjoying and it's, it was relatively a smaller movie. Uh, James Mangold was directing it. He did the Johnny Cash movie and the last Wolverine, uh, the, whatever it's called, the Wolverine. The, Wolverine um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, um, uh, and it was, uh, it's, it's sort of a, it was like, you know, like a detective movie, like a straightforward, you know, sort of, um, you know, contemporary, not, you know, uh, you know, thing with, the. Uh, um, uh Christian Bale in it, and it, you know based on these John D McDonald books, and like uh you know very much a kind of uh you know a grounded non superhero forgive me you know uh type of movie and uh and it was fun, and uh it totally went down uh it was uh it was gonna happen they went to they were gonna shoot in Puerto Rico, they went there, and then days before uh shooting everything fell apart for various reasons so uh um so yeah uh and then um you know i'll I may be working with that director again. It probably wouldn't be that hard to figure out on what uh and if anybody uh, looked at it so um uh i I was sad that that movie didn't happen the uh, Deep Blue goodbye was the name of it uh um uh, because it was a movie that I would have actually liked to see, and um wow, but uh you know, but like yeah it, it you know like the this this happens i I still dug working on it. I'll probably be working on another thing, but, um, uh, you know, like I, I, uh, there, there isn't that much to tell though. I mean, so much of my time I've been, you know, focused on the comics and focused on getting Invisible Republic done and and keeping it on schedule. I feel like that's really, really important.
1: Has your other profession ruined movies for you in a sense?
0: Um, no, because... Uh, I usually don't like any of the movies that I work on. Um, oh. so, or they wouldn't be movies that I would watch anyway. Um, I mean, with the exception of the Nolan movies, I was certainly a fan of his stuff before that and I would continue to be, uh, and, um, but it's not, you know, I mean, it's only in that, you know, if you do anything you know how anything works, you, you know, it's, it's harder to just be a fan and to just be on the outside of it, you know, because you can just see, you can see the mechanics of it. It's just, it's It's like anything, you know? So, I mean, you know, that's, uh, but it doesn't ruin in any way my, you know, uh, my appreciation of movies in general. I, I mean, uh, you know, Mad Max, it, like I loved that movie so much, and it no, you know nothing about my, you know, um, you know, my having worked in movies for that long, it in any way impacted me being totally sucked in by that movie and wanting to see it again immediately afterwards.
1: Wait, you're talking Fury Road? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah.
4: Did you oh, not like it?
1: Boy, no, I haven't seen oh, it yet. Oh, go
4: see it. It's amazing. Oh,
1: yeah. But.
0: The fact that Gabriel
1: likes it to the point that he was blown away by it.
0: (laughs) I loved it. No, I really loved it. I can't even think of that many other movies that, you know, much less an action movie that I loved, like I loved Fury Road. Like, it's, you know, um, you know, just on every front. It was just so masterfully made. And I mean, I've been, you know, I I love action. I love action movies. I love car chases. And like the fact that like so many, so many of these movies have been these kind of tepid, uh, you know, kind of CG spectacles that are that are often, uh, you know, boring to me more than anything. I I feel like, um, you know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is done practically with real cars and stuff in, in Fury Road, but it's not. It, I mean, they're clearly employing. You know, CG effects as well, you know, it's, it's not like they're not. It's just that, uh, that George Miller is a real director and knows how to, like, you know, take your head and shove it into the screen and make you watch it the way he wants you to watch it. And, uh, you know, it's just enormously refreshing compared to, like, all of these other, uh, you know, uh, tepid, bland, you know pseudo action movies. I mean, I and or um, oh god, I probably shouldn't talk about that. Um, oh, please do. Well, the, okay, the Avengers movie, the last Avengers movie. It, it, okay, this, these were not compelling sequences. Uh, like you know, if you compare, you know, what's going on in that movie, certainly the opening of it with any two seconds of Fury Road. It, it, it's Fury Road is a real great movie that's not serving. A million different things and not, you know, uh, it, it's, it's telling its one story. There's barely any dialogue in it. You understand the characters through their action. It's, there's, there's not this endless extraneous exposition. There's not, you know, there's not all of those things that have bogged down big movie, Hollywood movies for so long. It's, you know, it just, uh, it just goes for it in so many ways that I've been dying to see for so long.
1: Wow. So, so this revelation tells me that it's not
0: just hype. No, it's no, not. It's no, just no, no, not. No. It is a great fucking movie. Like it's my favorite movie of the year. It's my favorite movie in a long time.
1: Oh man. Ah, oh, I love you. <laughs> you, you never cease to to surprise me. I. That's great. I'm glad you loved it because now I was, I was making a point to see it, but obviously I wasn't, it wasn't, you know, on my list of priorities, but now it is. Well, yeah,
0: it should be. It should be. You're a fool if it's not
1: on your list. Okay. There there (laughs) you go. So, I mean, while we're, we're on the subject, um, how about Guardians of the Galaxy? Did you like that?
0: I don't have a, I, I don't know. I can't yeah, talk, maybe. I mean, I can't talk, you know, um, with authority about it. Because I actually, I saw it on a, you know, on a, like a, on the a screen tiny camera. screen on oh. uh, on a plane on the way back from France last year. I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't see it, like, all in one piece. I didn't, it, you know, I mean... Oh, but I'm not. I'm not generally a huge fan of the Marvel Universe movies. I, I feel. Okay. Like, I feel like they're very bland and they're very predictable. And uh, and that's those aren't the things I want in a movie. You Having are a nothing of to do with takes. comics or superheroes or any of that stuff as movies. You know, I feel like right. they're they're not what I go to for a movie.
1: Well, how about the news we received recently that Mr. Lynch is actually going to do the Twin Peaks?
0: Well, I'm fucking ecstatic about that.
1: Yes, yeah. and. <laughs> And Angelo is going to do the music. I know. Yeah. It's w- win-win.
0: I know. Okay. I, I, I'm, I'm,
4: I'm coming back for
0: it. Yeah, I'm. I'm very, very excited about it. I mean, I no matter what the thing turns out to be. I mean, I'm just excited. Of, I'm. I'm excited just of the, that David Lynch is making, directing a new thing at all. You know. I mean, it's been it's, a while. It, it has been a while, and I. Uh, but you know, I I've wanted this, you know, to happen for you know twenty five years or whatever it is. I mean, like I, I've I've been, you know, I, I certainly used to be, and still am, uh, like an enormous Twin Peaks fan and like an obsessive Twin Peaks fan that knows way, way too much about the world of it. And, and, you know, uh, the, the making of it and everything. And like, if I, I I hope it's great. If it's not great, it's not going to, you know, it's it's not going to change my opinion of the things in Twin Peaks that I love. You know, uh, and not all of the, you know, obviously, you know, not all of the original series was great. You know, it it took a precipitous uh, downturn. Oh, yeah. I,
2: I don't mean to interrupt. I, I made Vince, I think I made him pretty happy recently. For the past couple of weeks, I've been, I've been teasing with the, (laughs) uh, teasing him that I will, now that I have time and, and it's, it's the end of the, tv season for a lot of the things i watch i told them i'm i'm going to finally watch twin peaks and i started this past weekend and and i um i have four episodes and and the reason why i didn't watch it back in 1990 i it's there are a variety of, of reasons why i didn't see it when it was new but uh and and thanks to netflix for actually streaming it so that I can watch it now but uh, about four episodes in and'm and I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of it and it has nothing to do with whether or not it's from that time or I'm old enough to enjoy it or 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 take it for what it is it's just it, I, I'm intrigued by the characters by the storytelling I, I it's something that I think people should watch regardless of of what kind of genre or entertainment they like it it's it's a very well put together show. Well, that's the thing about Twin Peaks. it crosses
1: into many genres yes yeah. yeah um and I agree with Gabriel to a point the second season does falter a little bit, like the whole james um oh,
4: yeah,
1: so that's just ridiculous, but Is I Twin actually Peaks like anybody <laughs> <laughs> i well, I actually like the second season more than the first
0: well there's i mean I like you know uh you know. Episodes up until, you know, uh, they revealed the killer, uh, and that I mean I, that episode is like I think one of the greatest things they ever committed to film. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I agree. You know, I mean, I I really you know I I remember exactly. I mean, I remember exactly where I was uh, watching the pilot of Twin Peaks. I remember exactly <laughs> where I was watching that. Uh, you know, uh, watching the Killer Reveal episode, and like these are things that had an enormous impact on me. Like they are kind of. Certainly creatively, but just generally sort of life-changing things for me. It was a very, very, very big deal for me.
1: Me too. I can remember watching the first episode of the second season when Cooper's laying on the, yeah. on the ground, bleeding, and, and the old man with the tray kept coming back to the door. I'm thinking, this is one of the most brilliant scenes I've ever I've ever witnessed, but I could hear people. Li- almost literally hear people, like, fleeing from yeah. oh, drones. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, like, I, you can't, you can't, uh, um, you, you can't accuse David Lynch of pandering. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> it's, no. it's like they come back from, uh, from the, with this enormous amount of, uh, um, you know, uh, press and, and it was this huge deal and, you know, and the, the, the first season, it's only, you know, seven episodes long. And, uh, you know, and everybody wants to know what happens and they tune in and he just tortures them with this, yes. uh, with the, uh, um, you know, with the waiter coming back over and over again. I was so delighted. I mean, I, I, I was, you know, what, like 16 years old and it, it, I couldn't have been more delighted by the perversity of it. You know, that, that was, it was the best.
1: Have you ever read, uh, the wrapped in plastic magazine?
0: Of course. I, yeah, I had every issue with
1: Captain Plastic. I did too. <laughs> I actually sent them a couple of essays, but they never published. Really?
0: Them. I think I sent them an illustration, and they can publish it. Um,
1: they're, cr- they're crazy. Yeah. No. Uh, I know. I went into uh, sp- specifically the character of David Bowie in Fire Walk with Me. Yeah, Philip Jeffries. Uh, sure. Yeah, when when he jumps into the uh, the power lines. Yeah. And, and I went into this whole, you know, how he did, you know, I was much younger, okay, so <laughs> they never published it. Right. But, uh, I don't think Lightning would strike, uh, the same way twice with, uh, Lynch because he was extremely bro- blessed. I think it is the most attractive cast in, in, in the history of television. The women that he managed to get for this show, they're all gorgeous. Yeah, it's really
0: true. It's really true. Just, and, you know, and I think, but it's going to, I'm sure it's going to be a different show. I hope it's a different show. Like, I wouldn't want it to be something like, I mean, I feel like if, um, you know, if somebody else came and made uh, a sequel to Twin Peaks, they would try to, you know, put it in a, a bottle and, and recreate the show and right. stuff. And I, and I would hope that that's not what David Lynch is going to do. I mean, I really think that you, you know, you can't make fan fiction, you know, you have to move forward.
1: Right. I think he will. I, I just hope that there's some kind of nod to Jack Nance. I'm and, sure. And, you know, just yeah. everyone we've lost over the years. Yeah,
0: so many people are dead, but you know, it's, they would have been, you know, I mean, it's, it's 25 years later. Right. I just so, don't know how they deal with Bob. I don't know how this, how, although, you know, it seems like David Lynch
4: died. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, David Lynch is certainly somebody who's not tied to things and is willing to, you know, uh, you know, if you need a lamp on the set, he will stop shooting and make a lamp out of uh pieces of wood <laughs> sitting around. So, you know, like I I imagine that he will have creative ideas for solving problems like that. Right.
1: One of the things I told Mr. Price if he was going to get into Twin Peaks, shy away from the movie. Do not watch no, the I movie. Even that. even until you're done with the second season, then you can go watch well, it. Yeah, certainly nice don't on.
0: watch it until the end. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um it's yeah don't be tempted to watch it earlier or it'll ruin it. Um okay. you, yeah. you, you got to go with the show and and you know see how that develops. Not a problem.
1: Awesome. So what um back to comics uh, what uh, comics other than your own are um exciting you these
0: days? Um, Karina, do you want to go?
4: Um sure. Uh let's see. Well, I just finished the second volume of Sheltered by Ed Bryson. And Johnny Christmas, and my God, that's a tense book.
1: I admit I haven't read that yet.
4: Oh my God! I mean, the first volume is really um, just horrifying in a great way. I mean, I really like Ed's writing, and this the second one is just like I was going to chew my nails off before I finished it. It's amazing, <laughs> but really frightening. Really, just real world, just real characters. Nothing supernatural. No, no. You know, it's a ghost. It's just people being people, and it's so frightening. (laughs) And on the other side of that, I guess I've also just read the first volume of Trees. Oh. Oh, that's a wonderful, wonderful book too. Just I can't wait till the second volume comes out. Obviously, I'm being bad and I'm not reading them in uh, trades, but we've just reading them in trades and not in magazine form.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Sure you have
1: to say now there you go well you're playing a little bit of catch up too so
4: that's just it it's usually like if i have we've been working so much that if i have time to read it's usually like okay now i have an hour i can sit down and i just read a chunk of something and catch up but i really love jason howard's art on trees as well i think he's really they really are working well together so um i don't know yeah those are the two main ones
0: i really like those books too um I've been, uh, well, I mean, what I'm reading right now, I'm like kind of in the middle of it, um, is, uh, this book, uh, Trash Market by Tadeo. It's a Japanese book. Tadeo? T- I, t- I have no idea how to how you say the name. T-A-D-A-O-T-S-U-G-E. Um, it's, uh, drawn a quarterly. put it out. Um, it's like, um, uh, you know, um, it's that i i can't remember what you call it but like that kind of uh late 60s early 70s alternative manga um garo yeah exactly yeah um, and uh you know m- you know not not quite as great uh, you know so far as uh you know as watchman uh the uh pushman and all that stuff uh, got- oh okay um, yeah you know but very very Indebted to his style, but, uh, you know, uh, but those other stories are, are, are so great and so bleak and, uh, you know, uh, and difficult that, uh, um, so far this hasn't quite lived up to that, but I still, I'm still enjoying it. Um, and, uh, also, oh, you know, it was the, the other guys, you know, he did a drifting life. Why am I not, uh, thinking of his name? But, um, also, uh, yeah, I was like, I have not had that much time to actually read stuff, but I've also, I recently picked up the, um, uh, like Dynamite put out a collection of the, uh, the shadow book, uh, the, of, of all of those 80s DC shadow books, you know? Oh um, yeah, those are great. And, uh, like I was, uh, you know, I was reading the, uh, you know, the Sienkiewicz, the first like six issue Sienkiewicz arc, you know, uh, the, you know, uh, Andrew Helfer wrote. And uh like th- those were very formative comics for me. So and, and I haven't I hadn't really gone back to them that much. And so, uh you know, going looking at, uh you know, the way Sienkiewicz dealt with stuff and everything. I mean, the uh, writing wise, we're we're on vaguely shaky ground here at times, you know. Uh, but, uh, it's, it's maybe not as, not as great as the, uh, as the shaken miniseries, but, um, you know, but like, I I love the look of it and I, I love, uh, uh, you know, I, I liked that they, you know, that they, they took him out of the, you know, thirties context and just shoved him into the eighties and, and in this strange, vaguely sci-fi sort of thing. Yeah, uh,
1: totally totally unbridled yeah yeah and and you get robo shadow towards yes the, that's true like, in the what? Kyle <laughs> Baker stuff yeah that's yeah. right like
0: uh um uh that that i i have not made it to that part yet but um I, but seeing I see. as i didn't think it held up at the time we'll we'll see maybe it's uh, maybe it feels uh a, a lot better now i don't know
1: i think visually it does
0: well it's kyle baker yeah he he's yeah. he's amazing Uh, Uh, i didn't want to interrupt you
1: before uh you were thinking of tetsumi yeah uh, exactly
0: right yes Um, who i love and i i like absolutely one of my favorite creators i i you know those those books that a quarterly put out are like and also a drifting life are just just really like some of the greatest comics to me
1: and they're colossal too the, the, I mean, just in terms of page count, yeah. just to think yeah. th- to think that uh, Tatsumi like produced this stuff, uh, and and it's not I could I could see maybe a Drifting Life as you know a book that would be the highlight of your career, but he has so many great books and they're all like massive works.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, in those short story collections though are, are you know uh, I mean that that's that's a lot of the stuff that I that I love the most and, as mm-hmm. well, just because I mean they're just so. I don't know they're so kind of bleak and confrontational, but they're great character studies as well and i i I you know and I really like stuff that um you know stuff that deals with you know with character stuff but you know but with dark themes and things like that yeah. i mean i i i those i felt like those books were a real revelation hmm.
1: oh, I know what i was when I said the the one thing that that provided me with much enjoyment uh far above even your 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 visual work. Uh, what I saw on facebook i, I don 't know what the circumstances were, but it was a simple image that either you or Karina posted of you bowling uh, okay. <laughs> That's what I was for.
2: And,
1: and i i i I messaged david I said, I just saw the greatest thing ever a, a picture of Gabriel bowling and it actually it looked like you were having fun. No, no. You had, you had your little I, bowling shoes no, on. I
0: think that you were misinterpreting this photo because maybe
1: I wanted you to have it. If a little you pick. look
0: closely at the photo, it's not that I'm not having fun. If you look closely at the photo, you'll notice that um the that nearly all I'm turning away from having just bowled yet all most all the pins are still standing up. <laughs> and uh and, and on the score of of the um of the people on our team uh which include two children, uh I have the lowest score. So <laughs> like I I am like the world's lousiest fucking bowler. <laughs> well
1: you don't you don't know this, but bowling is by far my favorite sport. Yeah.
2: i, I I'm not a sports enthusiast, it, well, but bowling, She calls it oh, a sport, my. but yeah. It is a sport. If you can hey if if you can smoke and drink doing it, it's not a sport. That's that's ridiculous. That's not even you could it that's why golfing is not you a sport either.
0: Just, I mean, you could-
1: Golfing is so a sport.
3: Sailing? Sailing? Sailing not a
0: sport. Yeah, you could smoke and drink and while you're playing tennis, you just wouldn't be a very good tennis player. Thank you! <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Still a sport. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, no, it was a- it was a charity thing though. We, uh, we do the, every year we go to this, uh, um, uh, we do this, uh, charity for, uh, for rhino conservation, oh, okay. and it's, uh, it's something that we're very, uh, you know, Big on it. It's about, you know, it, it raises money to buy, you know, uh, you know, body armor for the people and, and, uh, dogs who guard, uh, you know, guard the rhinos, uh, in, in Africa and stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, you End know, it's, it's, yeah, right. And it's, you know, it's real stuff, you know. A good cause. So working,
1: um, together as you have done many times, how do you, um, how do you parse the ideas? Like say uh, one of you has a really horrible idea for invisible republic. Let's let's give Kroegerbab um a prehensile tail and now he can fly and you one of you thinks it's the greatest idea ever and the other one the more sensible one thinks that's nah, it's not going to fit in the story. Like how do you manage those ideas
3: and still go to, to be happy? A,
1: No, to give each of you your your due in terms of contributing to the the story, um, how do how do you plan? How do you you deal with that?
0: I I, we well we talk about everything a lot, and so I think that there's been a hell of a lot of talk before we actually get to doing it, and uh and I think that we're also relatively straightforward about whether something will work or not, you know, or if it's in the world of the thing or if it's in the tone of the store.
1: Have you ever encountered an an incident on this series where one idea won out? Like, was there anything that, that didn't sit well with the other one and they eventually came to see, yeah, that would be really good if we did that.
0: Oh, an idea that one of us didn't like, but it Right, right.
3: Um,
0: I mean, there's a lot of little examples of that, I think, you know, I mean, um, but I'm not, i don't know if there's any huge thing what do you think there
4: um there's yeah there's like small things that usually are are down to some sort of science fiction type uh like this couldn't really happen or this could happen we don't know how but it does or yeah, you know, smaller things like that That for the most it, part as far as big story stuff that really matters we had such a good idea of what the tone would be going in that that kind of thing doesn't really come up that much.
0: And we've been talking about this book for years. Like mm-hmm. if, you know, if I was working on some movie that I didn't like, it would be, I'd be like, Oh God, I wish we could do what we always, we always used to call it Arthur McBride. Uh, uh and, Uh, like, oh God, I wish I could just be doing Arthur McBride. If I'm the, the couple of occasions I was doing, uh, I I did freelance comics and I couldn't stand, I would be like, why am I doing this? Why am I not just doing the book that we want to do? You know? Um, so, I mean, like, I, I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about this thing and the world and what it is and, and, you know, uh. How this, uh, how these planet, you know, like how the, the the planet and moons that are uh, that these people are on work, and like you know, there, there's a lot of you know uh, structure underneath all the the stuff that you're seeing on the surface of this, and we're incredibly cagey about releasing. You know bits of information and everything, but uh but we want it to be something that uh you know that that you're going into and only seeing from this ant's eye view until we give you more and more. But like I, I don't think that there have been big you know I mean I think that uh, Karina is generally pushing for uh, more things that are actually science fiction, and I want people to just uh, dress like '60s radicals. But
1: you know. <laughs> see I, I I think it's amazing that that both of you can work this well together not I mean it were I in this situation I would well familiar, familiarity breeds contempt right so if if I was working with someone with which I was very familiar or and often intimate right I would try and strong arm that person because there There are boundaries that that you you uh recognize when you're working with someone that's maybe a casual acquaintance or in a professional capacity, but if it was my wife or say David and I was working with them and I had an idea that they didn't like, I would definitely try and strong arm that idea through because the the boundaries are erased when it's a person that you share your life with,
0: yeah, but is it if you're if you're working together on a project? Uh, you and David creating this podcast and you're like, well, th- but this, this, this is the format of this podcast. And I don't really feel like we, you know, there, there are things beyond the bounds of what we would deal with on this podcast or the way we would do it on this podcast. So you, mm-hmm. there, there is an agreed upon structure of some kind and you know, and you, and you have to be honest and true to that structure that you've set up in some way. You know, Very and true. I think that that's the thing that governs it and you have and like doing anything like this, I think, is about deciding on what the, um, you know, what the world is and what the tone is and what, you know, and and if you can agree on these basic rules, then one or the other can, you know, can argue that something does or doesn't fit into those that tone and those rules.
4: And it helps, too, that we have so many – I mean, we've been married quite a while, so we have a lot of the same, um, like, at least talking points in common. So as a shorthand, you'd say if if you're arguing for a specific thing, you can be like, well, look, this is – this did this in Goodfellas, and this is how it worked. This is the kind of thing I want, or in – Whatever, masked anonymous or whatever, and, yeah, and anonymous. I knew she. <laughs> well, said but but the point is, just- that <laughs> you know what that is. And, uh- yeah, that is true. That no one,
0: absolutely no one else. You will not be able to find another person who who knows. You know the <laughs> the odd. Bob Dylan movie, Mass and Anonymous, from 2003, backwards and forwards, and we'll understand the reference from it.
4: Or, you know, it could be like, oh, it's that scene, uh, you know, from that other Bob Dylan thing where he says a fish bit me, and you know what I mean.
0: Yes, that is true. That's true. From the other. Bad- so really, the secret of this is just weird. most all of our inspiration comes from really terrible Bob Dylan movies. Movies <laughs> that Bob Dylan has appeared in, in some capacity or another. So you're really kind of getting to the heart of that with the, with the, with your uh, line of questioning. Nice.
1: Well, I don't, you have, you don't know this, but I have lobbied for a laugh slash fart track on this show since day one and David and Jason shoot me down all the time.
0: Right. Because they are the ones who are, who are saying, you know what? That's not the tone we're going for. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you.
1: (laughs) That's, that's the tone I want
0: and I
2: don't get it.
4: You just have Nothing, to have not, a different it, podcast for
2: that. Thank you. Nothing's stopping <laughs> you from doing yeah. that. It, it, you it can do right. it. Just, uh, time and place, dude. I don't, I don't go against family.
1: So what did you think of the, the Tilda, uh, uh, S- Dylan movie? The Tilda, what's her name? It's Tilda Swindon. Swindon. Swind- 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 yeah. Swind- yes. What did you think of that? I thought it was very strange. What movie are we talking about? She's Where not Tilda not plays. plays- yeah, it's oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah.
3: yeah, Where, yeah but yeah, it wasn't just Tilda. It was
2: also, um, it's not, it's Uh, Cape Blanchett
0: and, uh, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Was from it? Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Cate uh, Blanchett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cate kind of Disturbing, yeah. right? No, it's Cate Blanchett plays them, and I I didn't like that movie at all. I, I didn't. uh Um, I, but I'm not really I'm not a fan of that director. Uh, and okay. um, which is kind of unfortunate. He, he, I mean, he's making. Well, he did Velvet Goldmine as well, right? Um, yeah. And yes. like I would love to love Velvet Goldmine. Like it's about stuff I love, that whole era and that, you know, uh, all that glam stuff and everything. And you know, I and but I just I don't feel like uh you know uh Todd Haynes, I guess is the name, uh is I just I don't connect with his movies. I don't I don't really get what he's going for. Um he's just made a uh an adaptation of uh Patricia Highsmith, the uh, um novel, uh, Price of Salt, I think they're calling it Carol. Uh, and, uh, that is, I think it was just a canon, it's gotten great reviews and everything, and I just know that I'm not gonna like it, even though Patricia Highsmith is like, one of my favorite writers so. I don't know, it's the director more than I.
1: <laughs> so, t- with whom do you connect, uh, as far as contemporary movies?
0: Remember our Mad Max conversation?
1: <laughs> no, I mean, aside from that,
0: that, that
1: was a revelation, not a conversation.
0: <laughs> I really liked Ex Machina, uh, the, uh, Movie, uh, uh it's, it just it's, came out a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I, I can list directors who I, I'm loving right now, exactly.
1: So, uh, do you make time for the movies or, or is it, uh um, I have friends that are compulsive movie goers. Every Saturday, they, they are in the seats. They will see everything released, like, obsessive, ravenous movie fans. Do you, do, you, do you get there when you get there? Or I wish just I could.
0: Like a, yeah. I mean, I, I wish I could. we used to,
4: we used to more.
0: Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, from and, uh, you know, I used to see, literally like everything. I mean, there's a period from the late '80s into the early '90s where I saw basically every movie released. Um, and you know, from when I was like 12 to when I was in my teens or whatever and started, you know, being a professional and being a having to actually do work and stuff. I mean we were sitting around at one point with uh, we went to a movie with uh, Ian Brill, who's a, a editor at uh, Boom and uh, we were sitting around and like uh, talking about movies from nineteen eighty seven and he just pulled up uh, movies from nineteen eighty seven on IMDb and and just went through the list and I was like, yes, And I had literally seen every movie from 1987, you know, it's like, but, and I would love to be that in a way, you know, I would love to, for, you know, uh, for, for life to be like that. But I, I, um, I just, you know, we, we try to go see a movie like on Sunday, you know, we have recently and, you know, but like it's, there's just too much to
3: do. Right.
1: Well, now that you're you're working on the the uh, the Arthur McBride project, which you should have been, in your own words, working on all along, I, I can imagine that the the workday is is different. But when you weren't working on that, how did you manage to do everything that both of you do, from the storyboards to the the the, the you know the, the comics work that that you were was consuming your time like where does the energy come from to sit down and and to just draw something you're not really
0: uh,
1: that is not the perfect project and then you have to do storyboards which is you well, know Well the storyboards I mean, are
0: the thing that aren't the perfect project. I mean, I'm like, okay. you know, that's work, you know, that's my day job. So, I mean, that's that's the thing that takes some, you know, determination to get through sometimes because I'm not deciding what this Story is, and I'm not deciding what this scene is, and you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, and if, uh, you know, and, and often it's things that I'm not really that into. Um, I mean, most, most, all of the comics I've done are things that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I'm I, I mostly just haven't, uh, with one exception, I, I really haven't taken anything that wasn't something that I felt like I just want to do this, um, and um, and really, before doing Invisible Republic. You know, Karina and I were doing you know, we did uh run on Planet of the Apes, we did run on Star Wars, we did uh you know, and we did a couple little things, a Hulk story and a Wonder Woman story. And really most of those are not dramatically different, you know, in the way that we approach them than this. Uh I mean the biggest difference with Invisible Republic is that we can make changes down to the last possible minute because there's nobody else to go through, you know. And mm-hmm. but um but we still uh, I mean, on those other books, there was not an enormous amount, like every one of those other projects, there was not an enormous amount of, of editorial drive in them, and we were just telling a story that we wanted to tell, and, uh, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm equally excited about all of those things, uh, they, and don't really feel like we were doing very different kinds of things, uh, you know, it's just that there there are are huge preconceptions for Planet of the Apes or Star Wars or whatever that uh, yeah and they're very different projects cuz I have to fit in the worlds of those things you know but um but I don't know that we were doing anything so radically different than we're doing now
1: well I think the the Planet of the Apes run in particular is uh amazing uh being a, an apes fan from day 1 and having consumed all of the Marvel stuff I thought your Planet of the Apes run it was pretty perfect. Oh,
4: thank you. Thanks.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, I I think that it, we were doing a lot of things. I mean, I feel like the Planet of the Apes book and, uh, Invisible Republic are like the, they have the most in common of the things that we've done. I mean, Mm -hmm. the telling sort of, uh, you know, pulpy yet, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. semi-complex, you know, political type stories that have, um where we are asking the reader to follow and and to pay attention and you know uh and you know to come along with us on this, and I think we were doing that in in apes as well with
1: with an obvious reverence for the the source material,
0: which yeah, we loved it we wanted to oh, yeah. take a book that felt like Planet of the Apes
1: uh, it did any plans or um, possibilities of returning to that once um um, the the image thing runs its course.
0: To Planet of the Apes? No. Yes. Yeah. So. No. I, I I mean, I think that we did what we we would have wanted to do, um, and I think that uh, you know, and they're not, they're all. I mean, you know, they're interested in doing stuff based on the new stuff, you know, on the new movies, and uh, and the new movies are fun. I worked on the second movie, um, but like, it, it just that isn't really uh, that isn't what I'm that interested in working on. You know, I mean, I, and I feel like we kind of did what we wanted to do with the ape stuff and, uh, and I don't really like going backwards that much. You know, going backwards is always kind of wrong. It always, it, 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 you know, and let's just ignore the, the relevance to Twin Peaks here. Um <laughs> I, it's, you know, it's kind of like, I, I just always feel like it's your, you should move forward and try to do new things, you know, and there are, there are, and there are other freelance things I would love to do. And, you know, and, and it's certainly possible that, you know, we will, or we'll have to take breaks from invisible Republic along the way or, or whatever. And there, I mean, there's, you know, there's loads of other, you know, freelance things that would still be a lot, a lot of fun to do that I would like to do like the doom patrol. <laughs>
3: <Oof>. <laughs> a
1: re, Yeah. Why not? Right.
0: Yeah. A lot of other low-selling, unpopular freelance
1: things. Are- <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can make Doom Patrol a hit.
0: No one ever has. I know. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> <laughs>
1: some
2: some great runs on Doom Patrol though, but never a big no, seller. No. Now the um, you mentioned it before we got rolling here, and I'm, I've been looking at the preview pages you have on on your Tumblr, Gabriel. I'd love to hear more about the Crooked Man. Especially the fact that it's a treasury-sized. Yes. It
0: <laughs> yeah, it's treasury-sized, so it's this huge. You know, it's the size of Superman versus Muhammad Ali. You know?
2: now, now, so are, are, are the pages you're working on are they bigger or is this yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. yeah, they are bigger. Um, the uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm like, trying to think of what size, but yeah, they're significantly bigger than a um, wow. uh, than a regular comic page and. uh, and it's, uh, it's being colored by Elizabeth Breitweiser Yeah. And, um, oh,
1: nice.
4: The,
0: um, and it's a, it's a sort of re- crime revenge story set in 1906 San Francisco. And, and, you know, and basically, you know, as, as the, the earthquake happens, it, it turns into this sort of apocalypse story with these two guys, you know, uh, against each other, uh, you know, in, in the, in the middle of this horrifying shit with, with everything coming apart. So uh it's you know it's a book that it's another book that we'd wanted to do for for years and had been working on for quite a long time. And um you know, and it's it's finally coming together and coming out. So we're excited about that.
1: Um coming out from whom? Oh
0: from Image and Shadow. Shadow. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh nice. Well you have a history with those, guys. Yeah, well with yeah. Jim
0: you know, that was what we um you know, we did Heathen Town with him uh and we had you know, and we, we always had a great experience working with him and we wanted to do another book with him and, uh, and he, he loves this format and, uh, you know, and it was irresistible to do this big oversized book, uh, because I personally, uh, I love every format that isn't the standard comic book format. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I really feel like, you know, I, I, I realize that some people are, are very, very serious about, uh, about books, uh, every book on their shelf being identical, but I like ah. individuality and I like, uh, different formats and I like being ex- able to explore different formats. And I mean, with, that's, I mean, I did Kinski digitally first, you know, because of just trying, uh, trying different things and trying new things. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like I always want to do that and I don't want to, uh, you know, as much of a kind of conservative formalist I am, I don't want to be, you know I, I don't want to be just stuck with, uh, with the 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 size of standard comics.
1: Well, it's, it's a it's incredibly narrow uh, view of art when uh, someone would shy away from something because it won't fit in a standard size comic
0: bag. I can't understand that for the life. Of <laughs> I I don't I don't either <laughs> yeah, I that's... don't. I'm sorry, comic book people. I'm sorry, I, comic book world. <laughs> I
1: have witnessed um people uh at the shop you know turn their nose at at say uh a tabloid newspaper style right. kind of, how am i gonna how am i gonna store that that's not you shouldn't be thinking about that you should be thinking about how you're going to enjoy this, this.
0: Well, yeah i mean really yes. i to me it's we do these things for the content of it and the entertainment and the you know and the experience of reading this new thing um but, I mean, I think that there is, uh, you know, there's a push-pull there, because, I mean, in, uh, and not even in a derogatory way, but, like, uh, superhero comics, and uh, most people in this have grew up on superhero comics, and they're, in a lot of ways are about delivering something that's comforting, because they're regular, and they come out every month, and they are a certain format, and they have, you know, and, uh, you know, story-wise, there are certain parameters. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm not... I don't personally want to do comfort-based things so much, you know. I mean, I, I, I want to see new stuff. Or I want, just as a fan, I want to see new and different stuff uh, rather than just being given something that pays off a certain set of expectations, including the size.
1: Right? Why? Why limit yourself? Right. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But then again, not much does. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, one of the th- uh, image published a, uh, I think it was called Enormous.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, well, that was from Jim as well. That was from Shadowline as well.
1: Uh, right, and and he it was a uh, off sized one shot, and I, I don't remember it didn't do very well because it's at another publisher now. But they scaled it to the standard size, and it seems to have be it seems to be doing better because it's they've published more than um, one issue. Like, I think they're on issue number four or five.
0: Right, right. Well, this is a, this is a standalone graphic novel and it's hardback and oh, so beautiful. it's beautiful. Uh, so it's not a, um, it's not like just a big oversized comic issue. It's something that you can get through, you know, it'll have an ISBN and you can get it through, you know, Amazon and stuff like that. So it's a, it's, you know, it's a standalone graphic novel rather than, you know, like a 120 page graphic novel rather than being a, um, like the, a kind of oversized first issue
1: and it format's very near and dear to the comic buying public it's just uh, it, and you've witnessed this firsthand with your work from uh Dark Horse Presents now you you did a a, a serial in that i think it ran 3 yeah. issues yeah. and then they they took it and made a standard size comic out of it so it's they're giving you what you you know in Dark Horse we all know anthologies don't sell gangbusters but they took it and condensed it into, you know, into one issue and uh, there you go. Well, yeah, I mean, Again. that had
0: been the intent the whole time though. That was it's called Station to Station and it, you know, it was a three chapter serial in Dark Horse Presents and, and with the intent of, of putting it out as a one shot after that. And, you know, and for us, it's, you know, it's good to have the one shot. I mean, the, the format isn't really any different apart from it just being collected. And so, right. uh, you know, like, but it's, it's nice to have our own thing as it's, you know, as, as a piece, you know, I mean,
1: like, yeah, well, I read it in single issues. Like I should, like it, it should have been consumed. <laughs> That's a great anthology. It, it, and it, and it, it does my heart good to to see that it's still in existence. If there was one thing that you can always bank on, it was going into the comic shop and encountering Dark Horse Presents mm-hmm. for, for a lot of years. And uh, it's still being published. I, I like where the, where they, they're taking it.
4: No, I yeah. agree. It's, I actually really like anthologies. I don't know why people are okay. uh, Me too. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because you don't know what you're going to get. I just, yeah, yeah.
4: Encounter with new creators,
0: right. right? Like the
2: old new talent showcase or the tryouts. Yeah, I mean that was who back then you you're going to give you're going to give Jay Lee a, an eight issue story in in Marvel Comics Presents. You're not going to give him back in the early 90s a a four-shoe miniseries to run with and and that's i miss anthologies because like you just said Chris, you don't know what you're going to get and you're going to be surprised it's it's we've talked about when they relaunched dark horse and there were a few th- dark horse presents and there were it may have been a story or two where you kind of grit your teeth and, and get through it, but then you get something like Saber Through Swordsman or, or right. John Creed or, or something from Matt Wagner, and that's, I mean, there's something worth sticking your teeth into.
1: I, I, I love the format of the anthology, and it, it, the, the diversity is what makes it for me. It, and like Karina said, you don't know what you're going to get. That's the exciting part.
4: Yeah, I agree. You, yeah, oh, totally.
1: Who wants to eat the same thing every night? Not me. <laughs>
4: i just tried a new anthology um tuesday i just read the first issue of fresh romance um from that, uh just it's digital only but it was actually really interesting i don't usually read romance but it was cool all of the stories were a little different and i didn't know all of the creators and i don't know i'm i'm here to say read anthologies so it's
1: worth mm-hmm. it <laughs> Um, and not only Dark Horse presents, but they they tried a lot of different stuff in the in the night, like Cheval Noir. Oh yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. that, that was that was the first time I encountered a lot of great like um, uh, Tardi. I, I, that's the first oh, time. Right,
0: right. Yeah, right. Yeah, I have an issue with that sitting right here. Of what an Noir. The first issue, is actually. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just sitting around. Like I picked it up someplace recently. I remember the I remember the series and it was just like sitting in a quarter bin or something. That's
1: the one with the Dave Stevens cover?
0: Uh it is, yeah.
1: You got a deal because that <laughs> is uh it's it's tough to get for a reasonable price.
0: No, really. Mm-hmm. Well, a quarter was pretty reasonable. It's very. Um, this-
1: <laughs> Yeah. the last couple of issues are difficult as well yeah
0: it's but it has like you know Philippe rou however you say it and you know, I love his stuff and tardy
1: yeah were you a fan of heavy metal as it was coming
0: out um either of you i was not i i didn't i i really didn't follow it i mean it it uh you know i i it was something that I kind of would pick up you know haphazardly you know and um But and I'm not sure I have a reason for that, though. I don't I don't know why. Like, it it really does seem like something that I should have been uh, more interested in just for the, you know, import art value of it.
3: I don't know why.
4: That's funny. I was actually, I actually just was reading an issue of that from 1987, the one that had the exclusive cyberpunks reinvent science fiction.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I've I've picked up random, you know, old issues of it whenever I see them someplace, like just to uh because I like, you know, it's like I like finding old magazines and just seeing what people were excited about at the time (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know like i'll buy old like movie magazines or uh or whatever and like and i've bought a bunch of issues older issues of heavy metal just because like uh especially the 80s ones have you know they have like the european comic stuff in it but they'll also have like music coverage and stuff (laughs) like that
3: right you know that
0: um you know, that's, uh, uh, like I'm just always interested in that and what people think or think is exciting or, or whatever at the time.
1: It, it's always been a mainstay for me, but for a lot of years and it mostly when Kevin Eastman took over, I've just been buying it out of habit. Mm. Um, more often than not, the more recent stuff is pretty god awful. Um, yeah, I haven't but, really
0: bought it in a long
1: time. I don't. Yeah, I'm, I mean something must be going on because uh Eastman just sent out a, an email where you can subscribe to an entire year, which is I think six issues for like twenty bucks, mm. and and I did it like a fool. But it's, it's twenty bucks for a year of heavy metal, so you know. And but it's one of those things. It's like habit. I've I've been buying it since day one. Why stop now, right? Right. Even if it's not good, damn it! What's wrong with?
0: <laughs> I privacy? don't have those kind of habits.
1: you don't really don't if
0: it's it's not something that i like and i'm not digging it i don't buy it anymore
1: oh i can't tell you how many thousands of dollars i've spent on books that i just didn't enjoy for years (laughs) and you just keep buying them only because that's what you've always done for me it's incredibly hard to break behavioral patterns Mm.
0: well i yeah, I don't know. I mean, no, I, I definitely, I mean, I will buy uh, any Doom Patrol book that comes along, no matter the quality, uh, until it gets canceled. But uh, apart from that, I'm not, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I, like, I, I don't really feel like I do that. I mean, I will, if there are creators that I like, uh, I will buy new stuff by them, uh, you know, whether it seems like the kind of book I like or not, because I just feel like it's, you know, I mean, like, I, I want to see what they're doing with it. I mean I really feel like um, you know uh I mean it is it is all very much about the people who make stuff to me. I don't believe I don't I don't honestly believe that there are even ongoing characters in in, uh, in comics if, if different people are making. Them. They're not. They they're just they're called the same thing, but if if somebody is you know uh, the the difference between um you know, uh, one person writing Batman thirty years ago, and the person writing Batman now is so extreme that they're not the same character, even.
1: Right, I agree. Um, un- unlike you, uh, if say um, Frank Miller, while we're on the subject, started writing um, a certain book, and I didn't have the entire run, even though I would really, I, I would love to buy the book if Frank Miller's on it. I would either go back and buy all the issues leading up to Frank Miller's run on it or I wouldn't buy it at all because I didn't have the entire run. I don't do that oh. anymore. Right. I don't do it anymore. But well, you mentioned Doom Patrol. What did you think of the uh the Keith Giffen run from um a couple years ago? I, I shied away from it. It was it didn't look like something I would want to read.
0: Yeah, I did well I like um Matthew Clark, the artist on it, is a guy I like and you know, and I like him personally a lot. And but I've not I I think the, the, I, I never really read the book though. Like I, I bought the first couple issues of it and lost track of it, and it was—I mm-hmm. think it was coming out at a time when I was extraordinarily busy on something, and right. uh, you know—and so it's something that I've kind of meant to go back and look at, um, but I've never quite had the chance to, um, uh, you know. Uh, it, there's it. it he couldn't be as bad as the John Byrne run was, though.
1: Oh, yeah. It didn't last long at any
0: rate. So Well, it's the Doom Patrol. That's what they do. The book, right. the original Doom Patrol book, from the Arnold Drake Premiani book from the 60s, ends with them all dying simply yep. because fans didn't care enough to, uh, to bring them back. You know? I mean, like, Just they like all died. They all die in the last, uh, the last issue of the book and the book is like, you know, it has Murray Boldenoff and, uh, you know, uh, and Bruno Primiani drawn into it saying, uh, saying, only you can save the Doom Patrol. Your letters and, you know, buying this book and blah, 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 we'll bring them back. They didn't. They just died. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they're a, so sad. They're, they're a, they're, they're a team of losers. They're, uh, you know, they, you know, and, and oddballs, and people don't want losers and oddballs. Well, people who aren't me don't want losers and
1: oddballs. Sad, but true. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you were one of the only people I've, uh, encountered to drop the Pat Boyette name. Most, most people are, are totally, uh, uh oblivious to mr boyette's work yet you i I forget what it was i think it was twitter you you do own a boyette original art i do yeah
0: i i think yeah a couple like i have one from the phantom and i have one from a uh a really odd one that was like one of those um kind of inventory pages that they would run in a Charlton book where it was like, uh, you know, here are different modes of transportation throughout time, something like that, you know, <laughs> like with a yeah. ship and a this and a that, or something zeppelin or something. Or something. And, um, like, uh, yeah, no, he, like, I really like his stuff, and, I mean, I feel like he's just on the edge of, you know, like, a, a lot of his stuff is obviously done very quickly and just on the edge of falling apart, but there's, there, I, I really feel like there's a quality to it that I really like, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and he was an odd guy, too. I think I believe he started late in, uh you know, uh, drawing comics. And he had been, uh you know, he'd like I, we may have talked about this before where he made like he made an exploitation movie. And yeah, it's great, you know, and like uh and had this kind of fringy checkered career. And I love people with fringy careers. You know, I love people with yeah. who are kind of like. You know they're they're on the fringes of show business, and they you know and they're uh you know they're doing this stuff to just try to get along and uh I no, but I like it. I actually like his work quite a bit
1: I love his work um it doesn't mean anything I mean the work is validated in our own eyes, but Alex Toth was close to him, so yeah. he he did not um suffer fools absolutely. lately yeah. so if if Toth saw something in his work that it's got to be
0: there absolutely, yeah.
1: Oh, so we should, is there anything else we should cover here?
0: Um, I I don't know. Um, I I feel like I uh, should uh, make up some other projects that we're working on. And you should,
1: I <laughs> I would like to hear from Karina more because
0: you you've completely overshadowed I, I, her. That's true. What Karina? What what else have you got going on that you can't talk about until Friday?
4: Oh gosh, well there's something I can't talk about till Friday, and then there's uh. another thing I can't talk about till uh, San Diego Comic Con.
0: Wow, well, isn't it great to be so busy?
4: <laughs> it, She's got yes. a lot of
0: stuff going on. She's writing, like, four other projects, right? <laughs> or, you know, on top of Invisible Republic.
1: So how long is the workday?
4: Uh, does it end?
0: Are it there, doesn't how, right how, long does, how, how long does consciousness last? That's, I mean, <laughs> no. actually, we've been going through uh, a period here of kind of extreme deadline work stuff that's uh, kinda has to come to an end because it's it's starting to get unhealthy.
1: But I wish I I would like to have that problem.
0: Yeah? Because <laughs> look, no For a look little look this stuff no one is asking us to do it. We're just doing it. You know? yeah, that's like, true. If if you want to have so this close. problem, just decide that you want to do a, a, a long form creator owned book and you know uh and you you magically you have this problem. You can do it. I, I trust you.
3: I'll
1: <laughs> tackle it. I'll tackle it after I get my master's. I have one That's more. Always question. something. That's
4: What's a job in itself. That's a pretty big job.
1: I'm I'm getting a master's in illustration. Oh, all right. My okay, thesis. Get this. My thesis is three children's books.
3: Okay. What, what? They're basically they're
1: basically giving me a thesis. <laughs> I'm I'm getting my MFA. Yeah, you could either write a traditional thesis or do uh, a hands-on project. Like One of them is three children's books. Okay. Or a graphic novel.
0: Okay.
1: Didn't want to do the graphic novel because I'm much too particular about that kind of stuff.
0: What do you mean? Yeah.
1: The, the, the time it would take me to formulate the story, the characters, flesh everything out, I'd still be working on it. Right. And, and, and I don't have the, I don't, it's, it's much too, uh, close to the, the time I have to turn it around. So I'm doing three children's
3: oh,
4: Okay. Yeah. Can you say what they, what they are subject wise?
1: Actually, my daughter co-wrote them with me. My daughter so it's like Mia. Axe cop. She's 14. No, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's about a, um, a girl archaeologist who finds a ancient medallion that houses, uh, the spirit of a child that was like Casper. Uh, she hasn't really, uh, put together how the child died. I don't think we really have to, but it, it, it houses the spirit of a child and the amulet is much more than it seems to be. Because there are people who want to get the amulet, and they are uh, pursuing the young girl and her ghost friend. Cool. It's kind of neat. That's yeah. Cool. And she came up with, you know, she basically came up with the whole story, and I'm chopping it up into digestible double-page spreads. Right, right.
4: Cool. Yeah. That's a big chop. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's neat because, I mean, I'm throwing some sequentials into it. Uh, I Uh I don't want it to look like the traditional children's book. Right. So we're, we're having fun with it, but yeah, I have to do three of them. So it's a trilogy. Cool.
0: Yeah. Wow. Do you know how it ends? They
1: they all die. And then they to, are
0: <laughs> the ghosts who uh, who yes. haunt the amulet, and uh, <laughs> it just starts at the beginning again.
1: I plead with the readers to to mail the publisher and save these characters. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> nope, they don't care. Just like Not those deadbeat kids in
0: 1968.
1: <laughs> Damn, Robot Man. Ugh. Oh well. So, as uh, if there's no further business, we 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 will bring this to a close. And we have to thank you for being here with us. We always appreciate and enjoy whenever you appear with us on this here dog and pony show. Um, Do yourself a favor and go to DCBService.com and if you haven't already, pre-order Invisible Republic and keep an eye out for the first trade because this is something you do not want to miss.
0: Yeah, first trade is out in August, so it should be you should be able to pre-order it now.
1: Yep. yep. Yes. DCBService.com where you and everybody you know can get rock bottom prices on your favorite funny books and collectibles such as, let me bring up my list because I'm not prepared. Oh uh, from Image, it's the Chrononauts Trade Paperback, $4.99. Valiant's Book of Death, number one, $1.99. And IDW's Godzilla in Hell, you must order this for $1.99. They do not mind late orders, order editions, and you get your stuff right to your door. It can't get any easier, people. Please, just go there. In your travels, I have been um, retreating into the past in my reading lately. Huh? Yes. Me too. I don't know. I don't know why that is. Uh, I, I read a ton of Secret Wars books, and I loved them all. And I'll save those for next, next week. But the thing that really Got me this this weekend was I read a Dark Rain tie-in. Wow. Okay. Dark is dark. <laughs> now seriously. Which one was <laughs> Zodiac. Dark Rain Zodiac. Only because uh, Nathan Fox was on our. Oh, nice. And yeah, uh, Joe Casey wrote it. It's basically this character who has no ties to the original Zodiac. In fact, he kills the entire team. He's he's walking around with a with a, a sack with all of the heads of the original Zodiac team in there. Um, he, he his um, desire is just to screw with Norman Osborne. And and he does it fabulously. Just shits on Norman Osborne's parade. He does not like the fact that this scumbag is now uh, quote legit and and the darling uh peacemaker that he purports to be, and he's not really, we know that. Uh, but the, it visually, it is astounding what Joe Casey, uh, not Joe Casey, um, Nathan Fox brought to this title. It is a mess. It's it's, it's just a mishmash of line work that's gorgeous. And if, if you're familiar with Nathan Fox's line, it, it is amazingly fluid. And it's just beautiful to look at. It's violent. People get shot in the head. Johnny Storm gets the shit kicked out of him. He's beaten the... Well, not to death, but he's beaten with a metal pipe, uh, and put in a coma. Uh, Reed is completely useless. It, it it's everything, you know, it's, it's an atypical Marvel book and I loved it. It's Joe Casey. You know what you're going to get. It's three issues. If you can find it, you can find it cheap. I, I got each issue for 50 cents out of, out of the, the bargain box. It, it's an amazing story. I, unfortunately I can't say the same about the rest of Dark Reign, but it was an amazing, bright and just dis- dirty and disgusting part of this otherwise um, pretty drawn out and ultimately useless um, event. It wasn't an event, was it? It was an imprint, not an imprint. It was a it was, long it was,
2: story. It was, it was after Secret Invasion, so it was, it was, it was the new status quo.
0: And it seemed to yeah. go on forever. Yeah. forever. I was, yeah, I know and I so, did. I, I think I was drawing some of Atlas or something during that. Uh, yes.
2: Yeah. Cause yeah, the new, I think, um, Pagulian kicked off the dark Rain stuff, but yes, you, 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 you were definitely on some of the Atlas. Um, and it was, it, it was dark Rain for, for what felt like forever until, uh, the siege when, um, when everybody kind of showed. Norman for who he really was, but yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you had you had the Dark Avengers and everybody was it. It was it, it wasn't the highest of points.
1: No, no. And the clown is is a member of the the Zodiacs group. The Friggin' clown from the 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 Circus of Crime. I was going to say obnoxious. It's, no, it's ridiculous. It, not, not obnoxious. It looks kind of like obnoxious a little bit. Red Ronin's in
2: it. Oh my
1: god. Oh, yes, yeah. Red, the zodiac sets up this this fake um uh, contingency thing that that shield was working on but he pumps it into norman's uh computers thinking that galactus was coming to devour the planet and it, it, while while uh norman's uh hammer is dealing with this potential galactus coming to eat everything he goes to japan takes the red ronin armor and sets it loose in in manhattan it's it's nuts, it's completely off the wall, huh, read it, yeah, it's fun,
2: a lot of fun um well I, I i too have been reading some older books, they were um none of which I'm gonna talk about now, but yes i I for some reason, I'm just in a mood to i I took a stack of of comics out uh outside over the weekend and and we were just sitting out and Renee was doing her thing, and I was reading old issues of Justice League of America Justice League America by um Giffen and Damateus and, and just having a, a grand old time. But in your travels and, and we didn't talk about it again this week and that's because Jason isn't here and we didn't talk about it last week. Um so before I get any more uh mean, dirty messages and looks from Jake Gonzo. Uh, oh we right, we have to let people know that the fourth issue of La mano del destino is is coming out. It's it's been sent to the printer. It's it's uh, it will be coming soon. Uh, you can read the three issue. You should own the three issues because I really think the paper makes this this particular yep. book. But you can read the first three issues at uh, Castle and Key Publications dot com. Um, fourth issue. I, I reread the first three to read the fourth and it's just so damn good. It is enjoyable. The fourth issue, um we've we've had origins for a bunch of the characters so far, uh and now we're um we're getting a little bit more backstory on uh on especially um Calvera and uh and people in his past and um you know it, it's it's still a really cool story about this one guy mono who has to um who's exacting revenge and and um in doing so he has to take on a lot of luchadors <laughs> and uh and it all it all makes sense it is It it is a fantastic story the art is amazing it definitely has that um Old school kind of indie feel like, 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 like the Mitch O'Connell and, and Eclipse days, but there's a lot of, of Kirby influence here. It is, it's, oh, yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful, beautiful book and, uh, and, and Jason deserves, uh, your time to, uh, to check it out. So, um, in your travels and, and I hope we'll get into it more later, but, uh, check out La mano del destino. The color palette's
1: amazing. It really is,
2: man. Yeah,
1: it's complete it he, he it's it's a southwestern kind of uh limes and and it, you have to see it but it's it's completely in tune with the uh the theme of the book. It's great. Yeah. And who doesn't love lucha libre? That's true. Who? That's true. God, Gabriel loves it. Everybody loves it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what <laughs> What should they read? Sir. Oh, and me. Madam? Uh,
0: yes. you know what? I actually have a, a new thing uh, that I read recently. Uh, um I, uh, I read the, uh, the two issue, uh, question, uh, tie in with whatever convergence is. The convergence, okay. Uh, the, um, uh, but, uh, but I actually really liked it. I, um, it, you know, it's, it's Rucka and Cully Hamner and, uh, you know, uh, and like, you know, I always enjoyed uh, Rucka's, uh, stuff with the question and, and, you know, related characters. And, um, like, uh, and I felt like it was a fun book that they, they were able to, to tell a little story that, uh, that wasn't, you know, negatively impacted by, uh, you know, by being, you know, part of some bigger thing, you know? And I can't, I can't, I mean, I've read a few of the others for, you know, for creative, Teams and people who are involved in it, you know, uh, uh that are associated with convergence. I'm still not a hundred percent sure what it is or what's going on with that, but that's not really that important. The, the, um, this, you know, I felt like they did a great job crafting a, a little story, revisiting that character in a, uh, you know, in, in a in a cool way.
1: And was it the Vic Sage question or was no? It the it's, uh, it's
0: Montoya.
1: Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Montoya, yeah. Neat. I'll check that out.
4: I'm going to say High Crimes, if you haven't read it.
2: Oh, nice.
4: By uh, Chris Sabella and Ibrahim Mustafa. I'm going to murder his last Ibrahim name. Ibrahim Mustafa, so. yeah. Is that right?
3: Yeah, that's right.
4: I always say that wrong, and I feel bad. But anyways, it's terrific. It's crime and tension. And obviously, I'm into the very tense comics lately. But um this one is incredibly tense. And if you like that and adventure and um Crimes Happening Above the um, Snowline, you will probably like this book.
0: And it's, it's there's a new hardcover from Dark Horse that's coming out. Yes,
4: and it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. And also, um, just, I don't know how I missed this, this isn't a comic, but uh, I've been reading a reprint of a bunch of James Tiptree short stories, and gosh, they're amazing. Science fiction from the 70s, but um, that's really worth reading if, you were like me and have missed it somehow. Everyone has read this already, except for me. I'm the last person on earth that hasn't read these. But, anyways,
1: uh, Karina, I meant to ask you: um, as a, a Lovecraft aficionado, mm-hmm. do you have any interest in Alan Moore's Providence? Maybe. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's fair because um, always- have have you read uh, Neonomicon? Yes. Oh.
4: I'm interested in what what? people do with these things because of course that's a big part of it um of you know from the very beginning with those stuff is everybody playing in that same world and it's always interesting to see how different people um interpret that even if i'm not completely sure that certain things are for me Mm
0: -hmm. like neo Navica
3: maybe yeah (laughs)
1: I I didn't expect that to go over well with with a lot of people, but it, I love it. I I I don't know. We, we'll have to talk more about this <laughs> when when we uh, eventually can I, encounter each Can I
0: just say that I hated it?
1: <laughs> you can say that. Yeah,
0: I really did. I just I thought it was pointless. And, Purile? Uh, I, the puerile part is the least of it. The fact that it just didn't go anywhere. And, you know, uh, and, and I just, it's, but I mean, I think that it's also, uh, an, an issue that, you know, the, the, Alan Moore is very built up and it's a, it's a, and it's probably coming at it in a, you know, from an unfair, you know, with unfair preconceptions.
3: That's
0: fair. But I know you're all big fans of it. So I just wanted to get it in there that, uh, I didn't
4: like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Write that
0: down, David. Yes,
1: he did not like the magazine. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, uh, thank you both for being here with us. it was an amazing pleasure, as usual.
0: Absolutely, thank you so much for having thank us. Thank you. On.
1: And let's not make it another year before. No, we definitely back. not.
0: Well, a year sounds like a pretty good amount. Of
2: time. Are we going to you in New enough. York?
0: Yes, we're going to try to do. It. We're. I mean, it's the plan that we're going to go to New York. Okay. Um. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, certainly cause we missed last year just for like, work, like a, a movie, a, a conflict with a movie for me and like, uh, some other stuff. And so, uh, you know, and, and we usually always try to go to New York. So like we very much intend to go this year.
1: I will be there and I will not hover. I will actually, I will actually engage you in conversation.
4: You can hover anytime. It's you fine. Can hover. It's fine.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: and we'll also be at San Diego, but probably just for uh, you know a day or so. I know you guys aren't going out there, but just in general, we're we're going to be there. We're going to do a panel um, with uh, an image panel with uh, us, and I think with uh, you know I think with Hickman and Dragata. I'm not sure, but like I know that the intent was to do um, to do a pen. Pa- we did a panel kind of like this at um, uh, I think it was C2E2. We did so many cons in a row that they're it all was just C2E2. Like- yeah but uh where uh, where it was us uh, David Brothers uh um, kind of ran the panel and it was us and uh Remender and um uh and his artist from Lowe, whose name is escaping me at the moment but like uh and it was actually a great panel and we really talked it was you know we we talked you know a process and and what we do and and you know and we're able to kind of get out of uh the kind of stagnant uh thing that those panels can be sometimes uh by just kind of contrasting each other's side by books and oh, just, uh and it uh, went over really Trent well great
4: let me just say great yes right.
0: and um and like and a lot of people came from like it was m- kind of miraculous because tons of people came from that panel and like found our table and bought our book and like that's theoretically how this is supposed to work but it never does
3: yeah, and
0: you know, but it was, it was great. So we're going to do another one along those lines, uh, at, uh, at San Diego and do, and you know, do a signing an image and, you know, uh, a, a little bit of that sort of stuff, but, um, we will be there as well.
2: Cool. David, any last words? Uh, no, I am, I'm good. I miss Jason. Who?
0: Right.
1: <laughs> uh, as usual, we thank you for being here with us this week, and we would hope that you come back next week, same place you found this one, because as usual, we would be lost without you, especially the other guy. So, join us, please. Say good night, David.
2: Good night, David.
1: I don't know. I think there was a couple extra seconds in there. There definitely wasn't. Mm. Night. Say good night. Night. Peace.
2: Bye, Felicia.